Hey everybody, this is Billy, your host and DM. Welcome to Check for Traps. I just wanted to say thank you for joining us and enjoy this episode. Here we go. Last time, the adventurers were chased into a cave where they tried to catch some sleep and a couple Sassafras and Roscow went on an adventure into a cave system and ended up getting into a little bit of a tiff with some steam methods, uh, which eventually, once Slick woke up and came back, he was able to help, and they eventually vanquished all the monsters, and at this point, Roscow has ventured down to the very end of the cave and saw in it a room filled with lava and an island in the middle of it with a sword sticking out of some rubble or out of some stone. Whoa. What is that? That looks weird. Hey, hey guys. Guys. Yeah? There's something really cool over here. Alright, we're headed that way. Just hold on. Alright. Come on, Sass. Take your time. Don't slip. Oh man, I gotta walk some more. Hop on my back. Alright. It's going to be a tight cave, though. I hope oh, never mind. I'll walk. I'll walk. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, Sassafras, you're aware this cave at this point is probably about three foot tall. I can't remember what I said it was, but it's about three foot tall. Um, so, Roscow's hunched over. You could walk very easily. Slick would have to almost crawl. I'm so short. So, um, that you guys see exactly what he saw. You just see a giant cavern with lava surrounding an island with a, a sword sticking up. Uh, the sword itself, nothing really particularly fancy about it that you can tell, but it's hilt sticking up out of the rubble. Can I roll a uh, perception check? Absolutely you can. I got a 12. Okay. And um, you look around the room, um, and it's pretty much as I expressed. Nothing about the cave looks man-made or influenced by human hands or creature hands. Uh, you see kind of a collection of random debris that you're guessing might have come from the methods um, grabbing things and bringing it out. So I kind of like a nest. That would be the best way to, to explain it. The sword is exactly as I described. Nothing fancy. It's just sticking up abnormally out of the ground. It's just wouldn't expect it to be there. Well, do you guys want to keep on going? I mean, we might run into a lot more of them. I think we need to go back and take a long rest. But we do anything. What do we have to do in order to get to the sword? Like, you said surrounded by lava. Yes. Do we have to, like, find a way across the lava? Or? So, yeah, you're going to have to find a way across the lava. You can't just walk across. The, the closest or the narrowest gap would probably be 10 to 15 feet, to your best calculation, from dry land, for lack of a better word, to dry land. I really think a long rest is going to be the best bet right now. I think we should come back. Yeah, I'm kind of low on health. Okay, Slick, roll me a constitution saving throw, please. As your adrenaline is starting to come down right now. 13. 13, all right. So uh, your adrenaline is kind of residing after the fight has all occurred, and you feel kind of urge to fall asleep is just gone that you had before from the leeches. Finally. <laughs> Oh, y'all shouldn't have gotten to a scuffle. So, um, you guys go back out into the cave, I presume. The big cave? Or do you want to stay where you're at for the long no, rest? No, we'll stay in the big cave around the fire and 
Okay. Yeah. So you go back out to where you had the campfire, your bed rolls and everything kind of set up, and uh, you bed down. Who wants to take first watch? Uh, since I'm awake, That's it true. might as well be me. That's true. Since he had like 16 hours of sleep. <laughs> okay, so um, here's what we're going to do. Uh, since you guys technically leveled um, during that fight, we're going to go ahead and level your characters up. Um, so through the magic of editing, we will return uh, or continue with our characters now starting at level two. So do, 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 do. congratulations. Um, so continuing on this knowledge, <laughs> you the the sun at this point is setting high in the sky. It's probably about three o'clock in the afternoon. What do you guys want to do? I want to go uh, set up a, like a little hunting area. So maybe if a deer passes by, I can shoot it. Okay, so uh, now while they're sleeping, did you say? Yeah, while they're sleeping, but I've still got view of the cave. Okay, I got you. Um, so you kind of go out and find yourself a, a spot in some bushes and pull down some leaves and make you a little camouflage area and just kind of sit quietly. And while you're doing that, you do notice that a deer, remember the stream that you guys were following? Mm -hmm. you, you kind of stuck with it. So you're kind of by that stream and a doe comes up and it has a baby with it as well. Um, and they come to, up to the water and are sitting there taking a, a little drink. Your druid friend is saying, don't you dare. I'm going to take a shot at the phone. Okay, at the phone, go ahead and roll me an attack roll. It wouldn't take much. 14. 14 hits. Roll me damage real quick. Five damage. Okay, so your bolt impacts, and it impacts cleanly right to where you would expect it, but uh, just not quite the clean kill. So the deer kind of, or sorry, the doe kind of jumps up and does kind of that leap that they do when they get hit. If To our viewers right now, Slick is getting stared down by our um, our house druid Sassafras, who I don't think is too thrilled about the choices that are being made right now. But the deer takes off into the trees or into the, into the rainforest, and you're going to have to kind of hunt it down, follow the blood trail, essentially. So in order to do that, roll me a successful uh, survival check. Again, this is not super hard. I just want you to roll me like above a 10. I rolled a 5. You rolled a 5. All right, so you're sitting there, and it starts out with a real clean trail, and then suddenly there is just no trail. You can't find it or the the doe anywhere. You don't hear any sound or I'm anything. I'm just going to go back. Okay, all right. So you return back to the camp, and after this point, we'll say it's been about eight hours. So you, you two, Roscoe and Sassafras, awake, leveled up, ready to go, feeling refreshed, new spells, new abilities, ready to take the world on. Uh, Slick, you as well, also leveled. Um, so what do you all want to do? Do we want to try to find a way to the sword, or what? I mean, that sword looks pretty cool. I mean, I could use the new sword. <laughs> We can always get some water and put it in the lava and see if it turns to obsidian. <laughs> this is not Minecraft. <laughs> Copyright. What are we doing? I think I think we need to go to the sword. It, it, it looks pretty cool. But how are we going to get across the lava? That's the question. We'll just toss you over. You can, you know, get 15 some. 15 feet? I think not. <laughs> I think so. I think Roscoe was willing to gamble with sassafras's life let's just go look and see what we can do let's not do any hasty decisions now it's called an activity especially when it involves me yeah a fun one and my life and you're little too you know yeah but you can't pick me up come on you two come on. let's just go down in the cave 
I'm just waiting on y'all to start leading me. Come on, let's go. I'm waiting for Sassafras over there, but she's just standing there. At this point, I just walk into the gate. Okay, so Slick, you kind of take the lead, and eventually you get to the entrance and and saw exactly as you left it. It is a pool of lava, but it's a river of lava, so it is moving um, from north to south. And it, but it's not rushing. I mean, it's lava. It's real slow, just kind of bubbling up. And every now and then, one of those bloop type things. And you can walk out into the room if you want. It's not super far of a drop. It's like five foot drop or so down uh, to get to the ground, which is kind of hardened lava before you get to the actual liquid lava. Um, and doing so, you realize that the middle of the island itself is not necessarily stone so much as it is actual uh, lava that has hardened up kind of like what you're standing on now so uh, anybody bring a pickaxe so i do have thorn whip maybe we can uh let's see how far it doesn't say how long it goes but maybe we can like throw it across the sword and like i do have smith tools would that help us in any type of way like um i don't know like grinding rocks down or trying to throw them in the lava and you know like skip across them I can't tell you one way or another. That's up to you guys to ask me if you want to do it or not. Yeah, I mean, we can try. I want to do a perception check of the of the entire room. Okay, go ahead and do me a perception check then. Thirteen. Okay, so uh, you know what? Everybody else also roll me a perception check just for kicks and giggles. Ten. Nine. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> Thankfully, Slick rolled well, uh, or good enough. So, Slick, you're the only one who realizes um, that when you look at the sword, it's not embedded in the, you know, like, think sword in the stone. It's not like that. It's not stuck in there. It's actually the sword itself is more kind of just um, the lava has kind of wedged it in. And you also notice that there is uh, a skeletal hand at the base of the sword. Uh, It's on the blade, like, leaned against the blade. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, we could probably just pull that sword out. I mean, there's a skeletal hand kind of leaned up against it. It's kind of just wedged. So you mean you'd like want to use my thorn whip to pull it over here? If you were to try thorn whip, I would need to definitely know the distance that it states. It doesn't state. Oh, wait. It says you pull a creature up to 10 feet closer to you. But what's the range of it? There should be a range stated on thorn whip. Oh, 30 feet. 30 feet. Okay. Oh, yeah. You could, it would definitely reach. At this moment, while they're talking, um, I want to spit inside the lava. Okay. You like to spit, Mr. Uh, Mr. Roscow. You, you successfully spit. <laughs> and it hits the lava and then immediately evaporates, just like it did when you spat on the, uh, the, the steam method. It just <laughs> evaporates. Sweet. <laughs> So do you want me to use my thorn whip and see if I can't pull it over here? Yeah, see what you can do there, Sash. Okay, so I want to use thorn whip and try to pull the sword So we're going to treat it a little differently. Um, I'm going to need you to roll me an attack roll on it just to try to cause the thorns to erupt from the ground and grab it. Um, Wisdom. I'm going to have you do disadvantage with this because it is a sword, and if you're going to try to grip it, there's a good chance that the blade would just cut through. So the attack roll would be an unnatural 20. Oh, okay. So you you cast Thorn Whip. The two of you are sitting there watching Sassafras as she begins to summon her vines around. You see them kind of naturally grow out of the ground. 
Um, and just any hint of life that was there, it just fruitions. And the vines begin to overtake the sword and almost envelop it entirely. And you notice the hand that was propped up against it, Slick, uh, just kind of slumps down to the side and not disintegrates, but the bones just fall. Um, and you now have the the vine goes from where it is to you. I want to be very clear, this is not being used like mage hand or anything. It's just, it's a cool, I'm, I'm allowing it because it was a good thought. Um, so the vines kind of whip and the sword flies over to you and is now sitting on the ground in front of you wrapped up in vines. Can I do an arcana check on the sword? Sure. 13. Okay. You, you met perfectly. You get a very strong sense of magic coming off of this sword. You get not just a sense of magic, but you get a sense of emotions. Um, what do you, uh, what are you doing there, Sage? Well, um, this ma- sword is very magical, and it just makes me feel like all these things inside. Now, it's not making you oh. feel them. You sense that the sword is having emotions. Oh. Well, apparently it's the sword that's having all the emotions. <laughs> I'm sorry. Would it be different if I did a insight check? Not really. Not really. That wouldn't tell you anything else. You could you could do an arcana, arcana check, but I'm telling you, she met the arcana check requirement. So she knows pretty so much what she's going to be able to know. in other words, you can't do any better know. than me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, well, Roscoe. I, I really think we ought to just go ahead and let Roscoe take that sword. I mean... He, he needs he needs a few more emotions. I mean, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, I mean, give me the sword, please. But you don't have to. So the, do you let go of the vines? Yeah. Okay, so the vines just kind of fall to the ground and sitting before you. It, it's, a, it's a nice sword. The balance is nice. Um, the handle is made out of a solid brass, kind of. It's got ram horns coming out of the side of it for the hilt. The handle is is uh, made, the leather wrap is pretty much disintegrated, but it's still a very solid-looking sword. So, Roscoe, you're reaching down to pick it up? Yeah. Okay. So, Roscoe, you bend over and pick the sword up, and as soon as you pick the sword up, you and only you, you get, well, Hello? <laughs> hello? Who who are you? I'm I'm Roscoe. Who who are you? Uh, my name's Richard Phillip. Richard Phillip, how you doing? Uh, do, doing good. Uh, it's really dark right now. You're a talking sword, man. Okay, so it might seem that way to you that I'm a talking sword, but I'm not really a talking sword. It's more my essence is in the sword type situation that's pretty cool man if that's what you'd call being stuck in a sword for the last 40 years cool then yeah i guess so how'd you get stuck uh well i kind of put myself in here i guess you'd say why um well the long and short of it i was out here adventuring with my squire blurt and we were trying to find a uh a stone that i'd read about i'm if you if you don't know i'm an i'm an adventurer so I heard about this stone that I found, and it's supposed to give magical properties when bound to a soul to increase something like stone skin. Sounds pretty rad, man. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, but um, we ended up getting chased up into the mountains by a group of uh, rather, well, for lack of a better word, island goblins. And... Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. We met them, like, a couple of days ago. Uh, there was 
Not they're the still night. here? Yeah, they're still, they're still here partying up at night. Oh, gosh. Can you do me a favor? <laughs> what is it, man? I, um, I've been stuck in this thing now for 40 years. And let me tell you, it was not a good idea. I did it as a self-preservation concept because we were hiding from the goblins and we were sleeping in this cavern when an open, when a chamber erupted and lava started filling the room. There was no way for me to get out. Blurt was able to escape, but I was not. As kind of a last ditch effort, I just transferred my essence into the sword. It's been rough on me. I can understand that. If you wouldn't mind... I would very much appreciate if you would just end it for me into the lava. What? Throw me into the lava. I'm I'm, I'm dead inside as I am dead outside. Listen, listen, I haven't had a friend in a while. And you're like one of the nicest people that talked to me and actually treated me nice. Um, I just met you. <laughs> You're like my best friend. Uh, awkward. I'm, I'm going to keep you. I'm not going to kill you. So you're going to deny me my last request uh, of ending it all. What are you going to do so, about it? <laughs> we're going to pause there. You two hear this conversation. He's have he's talk, well, well, you don't hear he you, was talking in his voice. He's talking... Not in his head. He's talking out loud, but you two do not hear any return conversation. Okay. What? Has he lost his mind? I'm not going to do this. I think he's lost it a long time ago, personally. Just throw me in the lava, no, please. No, I can't. I can't. Insanity. Is he fighting with himself? He's very focused like on this sword. Looks like he's fighting with the sword. I'm not going to do this to Roscal. What? Who are you talking to? My my friend, Richard. You've already named the sword? No, that, that's his name. If you were going to name the sword, you could have chosen a better name. Don't make fun of Richard like that. Thank you, Roscoe. No problem, best friend. That's why I'm not going to kill you. Now it's his best friend. We've saved his life and the sword is his best friend. He didn't kill one of them. Him, did he? No, we had to do all that work. Maybe the sword will help him I mean, kill the did, next one. He did use his shield. I mean, so okay, Richard, what can you do as a sword? Cut things. You don't have no special. He powers? doesn't know how to use wait, a sword now. Wait, you just asked the sword how to be what he could do as a sword. You you swing it and you hit things with it. Or throw me into the lava, Roscoe. Stop, 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 stop. Okay. Uh, Richard, into be the quiet. Lava. Shut up. Shut up. So, guys. Do you, it. You, shut up. You're not going to believe me, but this sword talks to me. Yeah, that's going to help. Shut up. Trust me. <laughs> I know insanity. This is not going to help you at all, buddy. Roscoe, did you eat any of the berries? Listen, Sassafras, I know we just fought like five, ten minutes ago, but didn't you just do a check on this sword? The sword yeah. had magical abilities. Yes, but there's lots of weapons with magical abilities and they don't talk and to you. And you did say it was emotional. The guy said he's trapped himself 
and the sword because he wanted some what like stupid stone skin or something. You can just throw me in the lava I'm and it would all be you over. In the lava, Richard. You know, you could just do what Philip is asking you to do and throw him into the lava. No. Yeah, John doesn't care. He would like to go into the lava. John? No, I'm not. Who's John? I don't know. <laughs> don't weird. I'm not throwing Richard in the lava. Okay, so, uh, so you're gonna what is Ryan me? telling you to do? Is Tammy in there too? Throw me in the lava. You need to throw the sword in the lava. Why? Come on, Roscoe. Didn't, Why not? Didn't didn't you guys just said I just needed a new sword to kill some stuff? Yeah, but not if you're going to talk to it. You're going to talk to it instead of kill things. At least he talks to me. Um, I'm pretty sure that I talk to you, too. You argue with me. Roscoe, roll me a constitution saving throw real quick, please. Um, unnatural 20. Unnatural 20? Okay. So you feel drawn or compelled almost to hold the the sword over the lava like you're going to drop it you you feel the sword that you're holding just it's being drawn towards it now you're able to fight that feeling and maintain it prevent it from occurring but you feel prompted your body wants to do that drop it drop it drop it drop it um do so like i'm like holding it over the lava and i'm and I'm just like, hold, there's like no way I can like bring my hand back to me or, or anything. No, you can. You you beat it. You beat it. I'm just letting you know your body feels like it wants to do that. Listen, Richard, I yes. know you've been in this sword forever. What if years. I can get you out? Uh, what would you get me out too? Put me in a locket? No, I would get you out into another person. You're gonna go dig a dead body up and stick me in. Are you a necromancer? No, I'm a cleric. Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> maybe you should uh, check your vows, because that's kind of necromancy there, buddy. I don't know much about things like that. You don't but, know who I am. But you don't know who I am. You're a stupid sword. It's our first fight. Coming over here and decided to get stone skin and you gun yourself into a sword. So apparently, I'm not the only person he fights with. Well, if you need anything else from me, you let me know, Roscoe. If I could do air quotes, I would. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and at that, he kind of resides back into the sword. And there was, you notice there was just a little gem on the hilt, uh, and it just fades out. Would, um, would I have like a little like holder to put this sword in? Um, you could like it through your belt, maybe kind of just slide. We'll say you have a way to to fasten it to your person okay. in some fashion. I would fashion. like to take my hand off the handle and put it into that little belt of mine. Okay, so you slide the the sword in. That's no problem. Um, so for for lack of better word, this is a magic item. You can attune to this item if you want, and it will come with benefits or consequences. But that is your decision. Um, if I attune this tune to this item, would it help me fight it and not kill it? You don't know. It could be good. It could be bad. You just get the sense that if you wanted to truly tap into the usage of this sword, you're going to have to attune yourself to it, which will take one hour of focusing on the object. And remember, you only have three attunement slots. Um, I would like to hold that decision later. I would like okay. to um, prey upon it. Later. Okay. 
Um, so that's not a problem. So as of right now, it will function as a short sword. That is it. Sweet. So it has all the stats thereof of a short sword. Anybody could use it. Whatever you want to do with it. Um, I just want to put it inside my belt. I'm not going to use it. Well, uh, okay. are you done talking to whoever it is? His name is... Georgie. Richard. Uh, all right. Can can we get Richard back up to the surface? Uh, I mean, we can... Is there like a little forward that we can go to the cave like on the opposite side of the lava pool? No. Okay. No. They, so there's there's the entrance that you guys entered through, the three little foot hole. And then there's the entrance where the lava is flowing from, but there's no way to go up it. Uh, and then there's the exit of where the lava is going underneath. And then that's it. So unless one of you can, you know, swim through lava. I skip my Well, I guess it's back process. to the way that we came in. All right, let's uh, head back. All right, you're back in the uh, in the camp. What do you want to do? Um, I want to pray to my god, Soinato, about the sword, and hopefully he can give me guidance. Okay, so you kind of find a way off. Uh, do you have some incense? I think you do on your pack. I do. Okay, so do you want to go ahead and pull that out and uh, begin saying your prayers? Hello, it's me. It's me again, Margaret. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. I apologize. Hello, it's me. Um, we haven't spoken in a while. I have a little problem. Um, I have this sword talking to me, and I don't know what to do. And I was hoping I can come to you for guidance, because I don't know what to do. Roll me a religion check. I, it's going the only way I can explain that. Roscow must be off. Uh talking with this sword again his new best friend 18 so you you're sitting there having this prayer this this quiet time and even though there might be voices whispering behind you you feel judging eyes almost um you get a sense of warmth over you that you might have done the right thing for now but you might in the end in order to set things correct do what the sword is asking eventually and once you get the information that you need thank you so i want to blow out the candles or the incense and get up okay after blowing out the candles i want to stand up and go to them so don't make fun of me okay I've 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 done my thinking. I've done my meditating. Let me explain to you what's going on. Okay, I'm like totally listening. So, even though how crazy it sounds, after I pick up the sword, a guy named Richard Philip started talking to me. He told me to throw him inside the lava because he's been trapped in there for forty years, and he got trapped in there because him and his friend. Bert was looking for some stone. Bert? Yeah, like Bert. You mean Blurt? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Blurt. Bert, 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 Bert. Sounds the same. Um, so like, do you guys remember that goblin that I charmed? He like totally told us that they worship Blurt. You think there's some type of connection there? Um, there could be. 
Won't you ask your little Richard Phillip buddy there if he wants to, uh, us to take him to Blurt? I can try. Well, I don't know where to find Blurt. Do you know where to find Blurt? Back in that town. Um, are we going to go kill a bunch of goblins to get back into that town? Well, he's got the sword. Maybe that'll do something. What if we get captured and we, like, take us to Blurt? We have a gift for him. Right. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. It's a gift. Peace treaty. Um, Peace. So, like, I'm pretty sure I can turn it into, like, a mouse and, like, go in and check out the town and no one would even know I'm there. A mouse? Yeah. Mouse? Like, I've got a pet mouse. Like, I'm cool like that. Until I get to the mainland, though, I can't get him. Oh, well, I can totally just turn myself into a mouse and come back. Wait, okay. Um, I'm good with that. Or, like, any animal, really. What should I ask uh, Richard? If he knows Blurt. Okay. Or if he wants to go see Blurt. You can, like, tell him that we heard that the goblins here worship Blurt and see what happens. Okay. Uh, at this time, I want to pull out my sword. Okay. Like, Richard, oh, buddy. And um, upon beckoning him, the uh, little gem starts to glow again. And he comes back and you just, you hear another voice in your head and I miss, I miss biscuits and gravy. I want biscuits and gravy. I'll get you biscuits and gravy. I have just a, I have do, a, throw me in the lava. I have a question for you. Who did you say you was traveling with? Blurt, my squire. Blurt. And, and at this time I want to look over at Sassafras and give her like a little head nod. Blurt, um, we might know where he's at. In this island, um, there's a lot of goblins. Like we were talking, like, like yeah, like the ones that chased me into the cave. Yes, um, they worship a guy named Blurt. They what? They worship. (laughs) Ask him. Hey, while you're there, ask him like, what is Blurt a human? Is he another goblin? Why, Why? Why did you laugh? Like. What is Blurt? Is he <laughs> Blurt is, for lack of better words, j- a jester. He's uh, a he, jester. Like he's just a funny guy. He he just he looks funny. He behaves funny. He's awkward. It was more of almost a, a pity thing that I took upon him as my squire to take him adventuring. His his mother asked that I would do it as kind of a favor, um, and he came along. But he was more or less just. Almost extra baggage for me. I'm glad the kid made it out fine. So, so he's he's nothing really of. He's nothing. I, I hate to say it, but he's not that special. Not really. I mean, he he had a little bit of um, affinity for the magic arts, but uh, nothing really too extreme. It was more based towards the naturalistic side of things. Something I want you to ask, uh, Richard. Is there another way off this island other than through the town? Oh, good idea. Do uh, one of my um, com- very good companions ask me, is there any other way off this island? I, the last time I remember was 40 years ago, and we came by way of boat. And when, as soon as we landed on the beach, we set up camp, and then we were chased off the beach, and that was the last thing that I know. We weren't. We didn't spend more than a day on this island before the incident occurred. Yeah, he's he's. That was forty years ago, and he, he said he got chased off the island. He got chased by goblins. Where was the boat? Where was the boat? On a beach. 
Do you know on what side or what the surrounding items look like? Uh, it was over probably on the the west side. West side, he said. Uh, could Blurt potentially get us off this island? Do you think uh, Blurt would be any help on us, you know, getting off this island? Uh, there's a chance, but I really, it's, it's been 40 years. Are you sure he's even alive? Because they hunted us, and he's not the most resourceful individual. I mean, he said that they were they was being hunted, and he's not the most, you know, resourceful person. I wonder how they said they worship Blurt. Found something of bound to happen. Was Blurt a mage, or was he just a... Like he a- was a regular, everyday human who just showed a little bit of... Uh, magical abilities that uh, he like i said he, he leaned definitely towards the the naturalistic side of things he could make flowers bloom um he could occasionally detect uh the changes of weather that was coming but he couldn't uh control much more than that and even that was stressful for him when he had to do it yeah he can't really do much he can make a flower bloom yeah but if he could get the goblins to let us use a boat to get out of here. That's 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 something we have to do. I don't think um, Richard could could help us with that. Maybe if you give Richard to Blurt, that way they could have a conversation. I don't think it works like that. Like, hold on. I'm, I want to hand him the sword. Here, have a conversation. And as soon as you touch the sword, you hear Philip's head and... Well, that's a new hand. Hello, my name's Philip. Hello, Philip. Oh my God, he's crazy! Look, look, he's crazy! Oh my God, he's talking to the sword! Wow! Shut up, Roscoe. Wow. We wow. already wow. know what's going on look here. Look at you, crazy man! I'm gonna hand him Philip back to Roscoe. Okay, all right. So same thing. He, you, you sense he says, "Can you stop passing me around? You're making me feel cheap." Well, you're just a short sword. Ask, uh, ask your fellow. Richard, if he would mind having a conversation with Blurt. Would you like to talk to Blurt? I mean, I I guess I could try. What do you want me to ask him? Throw me in the lava? Kill me? In my suffering for about, 40 years being alone? Let me. How, how about this? You know, uh, how about if he can get us off this island, we'll toss him into the lava. Let me make you a deal, Okay. I'm an adventurer. I can respect deals. If you can talk to Blurt to get off the island, we will throw you into the lava, like you ask. But okay. And if you Deal. want, it, and if you want it on a pretty sunset or midnight, whatever it be, we will do it. Just get us off this island. I mean, I can't get you off this island, but I can talk to Blurt and try to get him to get you off the island if Blurt is still alive, which I highly doubt he's still alive. Well, let's go find out. All right, let's go find out if Blurt still exists. He's in He's in agreement. He wants to help us. And at that, you you again, Roscoe, hear the voice one more time. It just uh, He comes across and Richard says, uh, it makes me exhausted to talk. It's okay. You can, you can uh, go to sleep. And he... The gem fades again. And I want to put it back in my belt. Sass, are you ready to turn into a mouse? Well, I guess we need to get a little bit closer to the town. We're still up on this mountain. We do need to be cautious, though, because I'm sure they have guards out now. And dogs. 
Yeah, this has been about a day since you guys have fully escaped from their their hunting party. I can like only be a mouse for one hour. And it'll take me a long time to get there on these little mouse legs. I mean, I'm short now, but a mouse is even shorter. We can tell you. What is it with you and throwing me lately? I don't know. I mean, we can toss you. Don't get eaten. Toward blurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys are kind of, you pack camp up, and uh, you start heading back down the, the river, heading towards the general direction that you knew of uh, to the west where the, the village of the goblins is. You this time obviously make the decision to stay out of the river to avoid oh, the leeches, yeah. make sure they don't <laughs> latch on to you. You traverse it without a whole lot of trouble. Um, everybody just roll me a quick perception check, please. 14. 15. 18. All right. So all of you are walking along, and as you are slick, you take a step, and the ground gives way below you. And you manage to kind of whip your foot out real quick, um, realizing what's about to happen, and step back. Um, realizing that essentially the underground caverns that are in existence here, um, a hole opens up that would have eaten you. And you look down it, and you realize it's not super far down, but it's, it's about 10, 15 feet down. There's another little cave below you. Whoa! Hey, look at this! You better watch your stout. There's another cave system down here. So, like, what's down there? Is it the same as where we were, or is it something different? I don't know. Slick, you can't see because you don't really have dark vision. But the other two, if you wanted to investigate. But I do. Why won't I hold your legs down and you can see? Because I'm afraid you'll drop me or throw me after the way you've been talking lately. Then get get Slick to hold your legs. We can tie a rope around your legs and then lower you down. Yeah, let's do it that way, please, because, like, I'm afraid I might fall. Okay. Yeah, you guys uh, real quickly and easily tie. I mean, you weigh, what did you say, 28 pounds? Something yeah, like that? Yeah, just under 30. Um, so you weigh next to nothing compared to a dwarf and a human. So you, they tie you off very easily and kind of start to lower you down. You don't have to go very far, and you, and you realize that this this is a, a vast cave system that consists of stalactites and stalagmites. Um, there's a river that runs through it. Well, stream would be more an appropriate term. It's it's walkable through. You just kind of you could wade through it if you wanted to. You hear the sound of bat wings kind of um, batting against the the walls and everything. The there's a, an occasional pillar of light that shoots down through the uh, through the ground where there's other holes at, that kind of create like this pillar of light. Uh, effect going into the water and helps illuminate it a little bit um but you can see that it is vast in all directions it's not necessarily that there is a tunnel that goes from point a to point b it is pretty much almost like the whole underground section of this area is held up by the roots of the trees that have almost bonded together meshed together um kind of like the redwoods how the 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 root system is very shallow but they all interlace, so it almost looks like that's the support structure that's holding the ground, if you will, up. How far down is it to the ground? Uh, probably, you're dangling about 5, 10 foot down. You probably only have another 10 foot or so before you'd actually be on the ground. Um. Well, like, this is just a big area down here. Like, a big cave system. I don't see anything special, but it's really big. All right, let's pull her up. All right. 
Okay, so no problem. You you pull her up, no strength checks or anything like that. You just get her back up, and you know you have um, it's at this point in juncture three o'clock, so it's probably five o'clock. So you have two to three hours before nightfall is going to hit, and you know that you have maybe one hour's worth of traveling before you will get to the outskirts of the town. Let's keep going. All right, so um, approaching the town, everybody go ahead and just roll me stealth checks uh, just so we can kind of start getting that out of the way. The smell also, while you're doing these checks, is growing the closer you get. You remember that rancid smell the very first time when you're out on the boat? You start to smell that again, and it's obvious just B.O. and just rotten meat and just it's a goblin habitat, so very rancid. Uh, Sassafras. A 12. 23. Doggone. Two. <laughs> hold on, wait. Don't I roll disadvantage? Yes, you do. Because you on, have heavy. Don't you wear, you have heavy armor? Let me get a nat one real fast. Oh, gall. <laughs> I'll keep the two. <laughs> I rolled a 17. Okay, yeah. So, uh, you guys are continuing up, approaching this village. And as you're walking, you're seeing totems that have been erected of just gods like kind of rapidly carved out of the woods out of the trees um there are occasionally spikes in the ground with heads hanging on them of different species just the normal goblin wear and tear of the land here uh trees have been chopped down deforested almost um you're very rapidly running out of having the the greenery as cover you can see up ahead a watchtower kind of shooting up into the sky and it's painted with kind of a reddish tinge to it and um, just occasional goblin writing of blue. What do you guys want to do? I think Sass needs to go in and investigate. I can go and investigate, but I can't talk to anybody or say anything. But maybe you can hear them. That is true. Do you... Do you think as a mouse you can speak to other, you know? I can speak with small animals. That's a spell, correct? Yes. When you Okay, so to, to clarify, when you turn into an animal, you cannot speak with other animals. That doesn't allow you to talk to them. But if you cast a spell, then you could. You go on to investigate? Okay, I'll be back in... If I'm not back in an hour, you better come check for me because like, I'll come back... Into this cute little gnome form in one hour. Yeah, you, you assume, just so you know, you could probably get to the outskirts of the village within 10 minutes as a mouse. It's not far. You guys are, are right now, to the best of your knowledge, staying hidden, being not seen. Um, so you two are staying back and Sassafras is going into the village. So Sassafras, you and I will go on an adventure and then we'll come back to you two here after a bit. All right. At first, I want to go and can I get up into the watchtower? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very, very simply. You don't even have to actually just roll me um, uh, a dexterity or a, I always want to say athletics for dexterity. And I know that's not um, an acrobatics. Acrobatic. Yeah, just do an acrobatics and don't roll me like a one. Ten. Okay, yeah, you're fine. No problem. You you scamper up as a mouse. Can I see how many people are in the watchtower? Yeah, so you're you're scrambling up about halfway, and you just see heavy puffs of smoke coming from the top, 
and you just um, you hear grumbles and moaning, and then an occasional splash of a liquid, just a foul-smelling liquid, comes down. And as you get to the top, you see two green-skinned goblins sitting there on makeshift stools, almost like they are there as, well, exactly, they're in a watchtower. They're trying to make sure that everything's a-okay. And you can tell they are just bored out of their minds and trying to pass the time. One of them is smoking a, a giant cigar that you can assume he is, is home-rolled from the local vegetation. And the other one is holding a giant mug with just, again, that that just horrible smell in it. He's just throwing it back, and he's more missing his mouth than he's hitting it as he is very intoxicated. And they're not even really talking. They're just both staring off into the distance, and you don't feel that they are actively seeking anything or even accomplishing their goals like they should. Is there like a temple or a church or something like that? In the village, you mean? Yes. Okay, so you're trying to look out. Okay, so let me kind of... You're looking into the village, and it doesn't look super huge. You can maybe guess the population would be like 100, 150, somewhere around there, um, uh, structures. And they're very small, thrown together with what pieces they could find. A lot of it was from shipwrecks. You notice um, many of the structures are like holes of ships that have been flipped upside down, um, broken pieces of metal have been clamped onto it as, as a reinforcing structure. You can tell the ones that have been there for a long time because they have mold and moss growing up off them. The streets aren't streets so much as mud paths where they just wander. And there are goblins just walking through the street, kind of conducting business as if it was a regular day. I mean, this is a village. They have a little market area that's going on. Um, they have a couple larger buildings. Uh, but in the very center of it, you notice a ship, um, a full-sized galleon that is out of the water, and it stands above all the others. Um, it has more decorations on it than any other structure in the entirety of the city. If there was an important place of goings-on, like a city hall or anything like that, that's where you would get the sense. You don't get a sense of any churches or anything. Well, I want to go to that big old ship. Okay, so you go to that big old ship. You start traversing through the city streets, and are you... I assume you're trying to be stealthy, right? So uh, you rolled pretty well, I believe. Yeah, you rolled a... 15, I think. 15 on your check, okay. So you're sitting there, and for the most part, Nobody's messing with you, and all of a sudden, you hear behind you a the sound of, of, of a, a child goblin who tries to reach down and grab you, and you very quickly just kind of scamper into um, a hole, and you suddenly realize you've scampered off into the sewer system, and or not the sewer system because they don't have that. It's more or less just a trough of sewage running through the, the city. And roll me a constitution saving throw because being sassafras, I'm going to assume that you don't manage to hold your breath all that well. Nat 20. Oh, nat 20. Never mind. You, uh, <laughs> I hold my breath real well. <laughs> you, you get into that and you get the initial feeling to gag. And then you realize you're like, nope, I'm on a mission. I've got to accomplish this. We have to get off. This is for the group. I'm going to hold it together. I'm going to prove that I can do this. And so you continue to travel down the, the road. Nobody else really gives you any sort of, of problem. Um, you notice the goblins range in size from thin to fat, 
There's a definite caste system in play. There are some who are dressed up in in like sailors' clothes that you can tell was either washed up or that they attacked the boat and stole the clothing. Then there's the goblins who are still clothed in almost islanders' outfits. Um, and the ones who are dressed in nice clothes are given a wide berth from everybody else. Um, coming to the giant galleon in the middle, they have the side has a giant hole ripped out in it, and there is a iron gate, like a portcullis type thing that is sealed over it, um, and you are small enough that you can just very easily jump up through and, and get off inside. So to keep track on time-wise, time frame, you have about 20 minutes that you've spent, which means you have 40 minutes left on your, uh, your little wild shape. So, scampering off into the galleon, what would you be looking for? I'm looking for anything like if there's pictures or writings or anything talking about Blurt or what they serve. Okay. Or like just trying to get the idea of what is going you. on. So, you're, you scamper off into the galleon and your little whiskers start you know, shivering and you're smelling things and looking around and trying to get a sense for everything that's happening. And you suddenly just hear a very loud bang, like a platter has fallen to the ground. And you just hear um, a human voice come up over. You just hear, why you fools, that's not what I said I wanted for dinner. You go fetch me what I said I wanted for dinner before I eat your ears. And the commotion continues, uh, and you just hear a groveling goblin. I'm so sorry. Please, no, I'm sorry. And uh, with that, as you're sitting there down the hallway, you see a goblin who is dressed in um, kind of like a servant's clothes uh, for, for a goblin, uh, like a tuxedo almost type thing, but the tuxedo itself is, is in shambles and torn. And he just comes running down the hallway holding uh, a broken goblet, and uh, like a, a a tray, and he just runs off to what you assume might be considered the kitchen. Can I go into wherever the guy is? Yeah. So you walk to where he came from, and you go into um, a large chamber, which at one time you can assume would probably be the captain's quarters of the ship, and it has been transformed since. There is a giant throne that is sitting um, at the end, I mean, think a throne room created by goblins. So again, that whole shambled thrown together looking thing and sitting on the throne is a very obese, just barely even looks like a human anymore sitting on the throne, just folds of skin coming off of his face. Um, he's just got a beard that's not full. It's just strangled hair. He's thinned out on top. His actual well I guess his hair now would be silver coming down to his shoulders um, and he has a purple cape that he's wearing and then uh, just some pants that would be made out of uh, like a velvet but no shirt and he's just sprawled out over this throne just sitting there almost doing absolutely nothing and you realize he's looking off to the corner and there is a goblin who is sitting over there attempting to dance. And Blurt is just, well, you assume it's Blurt, is just uh, looking very unamused at the goblin. But it's kind of like if somebody's sitting there watching TV, just kind of in that deadpan zone. All right. Um, I guess 
I probably want to start heading back because I don't want to like become a gnome in the middle of all this. Yeah. So you, you at this point, probably about 30 minutes left. So uh, you start to scamper back. And at that, we're going to pause on you and come back to Roscoe and Slick. So Roscoe and Slick, you two are kind of hunkered down in the bushes. And uh, you see a little mouse go running out and running across the field. And as she's out of sight at this point, you don't know entirely where she went. Uh, you find a big tree to kind of hide behind. Um, if you wanted to, you could try to climb up into it or just stay on the ground if you wanted. I'm just going to hide the best I can on the ground and wait for Sash to get back. Okay. I need each of you to roll me a perception check. Five. <laughs> we, need to, we need to put your dice in jail. I perceive nothing. <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. So, uh, Slick, you're very focused on the, the mouse, just waiting for her to come back to get you information. Roscoe, you hear a large rumbling in the trees behind you. Like something is, is walking, not entirely quietly and almost mechanically. Through the trees to the best of your guesstimation, maybe 50 foot. Okay. Um, I want to look at Slick. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to do like hand motions and I'm going to look at him like with my finger over my mouth. Like, shh, don't, don't, don't say anything. And then I'm going to tell him like, um, I'm going to point out my ear like those noises around and I'm going to point in the direction. Okay. So you two are, are just trying to hide and remain hidden. Yes. So you two drop down into the bushes and you continue to hear this mechanical sound. You look over at Slick and you kind of cover your mouth like, shh. You feel a tap on your shoulder, Roscoe, from your very failed stealth check from earlier. You have a goblin standing beside you and he just looks down at you and says, shh, hey, hey. Who are you, are you talking to? The goblin? Yeah. He just. Come here. Come yeah. 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 What? Come here. Yes. I'm right. I'm right here. Hey, hey. See that bird over there? See the what? The, the bird. The bird? Mud. Mud. You uh, have a weird accent. Thank you. You're welcome. I've been looking at it for a while. It, it seems pretty tasty. I hope no one takes it from me. The the mud? Yeah. Uh, at, at this point, I want to, like, you know, like, nudge at um, Slick. Like, help, help, help. Uh, well, it, I can tell you, it won't really matter when my friend gets here. Have you ever had mud pie? I might have eaten it as a child. Mud pie is amazing. Uh, if you have no taste buds, uh, and at that he pulls a, a dagger out and he just points it at your throat. And at that, I want to take my crossbow and I want to shoot him with an arrow. Okay, all right, roll, roll an attack roll. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> I rolled a nineteen. All right, so you hit for sure. No problem. 12. 12? All right. Oh, 12 damage? Yes. Doggone. All right. So your bow just twangs, releases a bolt, 
and it pierces right into the side of the goblin's head, and he just falls to the ground right next to the two of you. Loser. And uh, at that, you, oh, go ahead. I'm going to lightly take the goblin and pull him in the bushes. Once. Okay, pull him in. <laughs> I don't know how you managed to do that every time that I introduce somebody to you. <laughs> It's pretty easy. <laughs> um, so at that, you pull Slick, you pull him into the bush with you. And the two of you see a mechanized machine almost walking, like of goblin creation. And it is a, think the original Iron Man movie, like the very first one. Remember the Iron Man suit? So that real raw looking suit. Um, and in standing in the middle of it is a goblin and he's got these giant hands that come off on either side and big legs. And in one arm, he's got logs. And in the other hand is a giant saw blade. So basically, like, he was out chopping trees down. And now he's walking back to the camp with the with the logs. We're hiding. Yeah. The and, goblin in the... Right. Uh, go ahead and roll me one more stealth check just to see how well <sighs> you guys hide in the bushes. Since you failed the first one, it managed to make very... Uh-huh. Since I'm not moving, do I have to roll as disadvantage? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, cause it's heavy armor. God. So you still being big. I'm sorry. That's that's the rules. Fourteen. All right, slick. Fourteen. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did he roll? I got a four first time. Okay, so um, oh, you're. It's disadvantage. It is di- correct. Roll Come me that on, nat one. That one. No, twelve. Okay, so at that, you, you, uh, as you, as slick as you're pulling the goblin back into the bush, um, Roscow thinks he's going to help you, and so he reaches out as well and starts to kind of pull. But as he does, um, he ends up pushing against the bush that you guys are hiding in and ends up snapping the entirety of the limb and the limb falls down in front of the two of you or in front of you, Roscoe, and exposes you completely to the creature in the suit, to the goblin in the suit, but not you, Slick. He doesn't see me. He does not see you. You are successfully still hidden. You're very, you're right next to him, but he does not know that you are currently there. Um, and okay, now if I try to shoot him with an arrow... Do I get to roll with advantage, being that he doesn't know I'm there? I um, for a surprise attack. What I would allow is a surprise attack. It wouldn't be with advantage, but you would get. I would allow you to act first, going into initiative, because we are pretty much going to go okay, into a fight. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and and take a shot. Okay, all right. So you go ahead and uh, go ahead and roll me an attack, and then we will do uh, initiative after this. I rolled a fifteen. You rolled a fifteen to hit. Yes. Okay, so that that you you let loose a bolt out of the the bushes and it impacts right into one of the the shoulders of the machine, not the goblin. And you just kind of hear gears whirring and it just kind of like it's getting stuck a little bit. Uh, roll your damage. Eight damage. Eight damage. All right. So you deal eight damage to the mechanized walker. And that is where we are going to end it for the night. We will pick up where uh, we left off starting with initiative on the next session. So thank you, everybody, very much for listening. I really appreciate supporting us as we're starting this endeavor, being our third ever episode. We hope that the adventure is entertaining and, and holding your focus. 
Uh, just remember, check us out on Facebook at I Check for Traps. Uh, you can find us there where we keep updates whenever we release our episodes. Our goal is to release a new episode every Friday night. If you want to send in any questions to us, you can send it in to Check for Traps podcast at gmail.com. I'd be happy to talk to you. Uh, but until next time, may you always roll nat 20s.